This episode is made possible by Armoire. I love genius companies founded by women, and Armoire is one of them. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days, and then when you're ready for new clothes, you just swap them out for more new-to-you styles. To me, Armoire Armoire solves so many issues I struggle with today, the biggest one being accumulation of stuff. Let's face it, women want to feel on trend and fresh in their clothes, so we like to shop for new clothes often. But I also get overwhelmed when I have too much to choose from, which happens after years of shopping. I forget what clothes I have and I end up wearing the same thing over and over. Armoire allows you to rent high-quality designer clothing for every occasion and then send it back. Whether you're planning your outfit for a date night, packing for a conference, or in need of a gown for a black tie event, you will be the best-dressed person in the room without ever having to brave a department store fitting room with those unflattering fluorescent lights again. Trust me, your overly cramped closet and the environment will thank you. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash heel. That's A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash heel to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Heal Podcast. I'm Kelly Noonan Gorris, and every week I speak to the leading doctors, healers, spiritual teachers, and scientists to find out what is truly possible when it comes to healing. I also interview real people with extraordinary healing stories. My philosophy is what's possible for one is possible for all. And I've discovered on my journey that so much more is possible than we can begin to imagine. I've come to believe that learning to follow my intuition or my gut instincts might be my greatest superpower. And what you'll learn from this episode is that if your gut microbiome is out of balance, your mental clarity and intuition might be muddled with distortion. Enter Ritual Symbiotic Plus, a three-in-one supplement with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support a balanced gut microbiome. Let's be real. Probiotics can't help with most of your gut decisions. That's your spiritual work. But if your gut needs a little support, Ritual has your back. I took Ritual Supplements throughout my pregnancy and love them. That is why I'm thrilled they created Symbiotic Plus, which gives me all the pre, pro, and postbiotics I need for a healthier gut lining and happy microbiome. Ritual invested in a study modeling the human colon, which showed Symbiotic Plus significantly increased microbial diversity and the growth of beneficial bacteria. I just trust Ritual. There's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 40% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com heal. This this offer is only available through January 31st. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash H-E-A-L for 40% off.
Okay. On today's episode of the Heal Podcast, I have Dr. Stephen Gundry. I'm so excited to have him on the show. Became a huge fan after the plant paradox. Um, Dr. Gundry is one of the world's top cardiothoracic surgeons and a pioneer in nutrition. He hosts top-rated health show, the Dr. Gundry Podcast, is the founder and director of the International Heart and Lung Institute Center for Restorative Medicine and founder of, founder of Gundry MD. He's the author of many New York Times bestsellers, namely The Plant Paradox and The Longevity Paradox, along with national bestsellers, The Plant Paradox Family Cookbook, The Energy Paradox, Dr. Gundry's Diet Evolution, and Unlocking the Keto Code. And he has had more than 300 articles published in peer-reviewed journals on using diet and supplements to eliminate heart disease, diabetes, autoimmune disease, and multiple other diseases. Um, and we will be talking about his new book, Gut Check, Unleash the Power of Your Microbiome to Reverse Disease and Transform Your Mental, Physical, and Emotional Health, which is out on January 9th of 2024. So Dr. Gundry, thank you for coming. Kelly, thanks for having me. It's great to see you. Yeah, great to see you. So I just got done reading the gut check and I'm it it left me incredibly hopeful because there's so many of the diseases, I mean, obviously on heal, uh, on our platform, we believe that so much can be healed naturally and in, in reconnection with nature and how we are so beautifully and intelligently designed. And as your book explains, um, you know, we're really more of a community between bacteria and human cells. And so I'd love for you to just kind of talk about um, your latest book, Gut Check, and, and, and we'll just dive into what's possible when we get to know our gut buddies and uh, what, they, what they need to thrive. Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting. Uh, Hippocrates, the father of medicine, um, 2,500 years ago, said that all disease begins in the gut. And I've spent now 25 years in my new career trying to figure out, you know, how he knew this. And the guy was right. Um, and since, since your show is about healing, I think one of the things that impressed me was that he, he talked, and it's a very California speak, he, he felt that all of us had a green life force energy and that wanted us to, or any animal, to have perfect health. But there were extrinsic factors that would suppress this expression of green life force energy. And he thought that the purpose of a physician was to be a detective and to find out what these external factors were and teach the patient to remove those factors and then the green life force energy would take care of the healing and it sounds really woo woo in california and, and hokey but in fact i i think he was absolutely right now i i think a big piece of that is finding out that there is this life form that lives within us which is the microbiome and that microbiome, the more we learn about it, but literally every passing day, the more that microbiome is interested in our health because we happen to be the home of all these gut buddies. And it would be in their interest to 
keep us as healthy as possible because that's where they live. And I mean, the exciting thing is that there is this true trans, what's called trans kingdom communication between the kingdom of bacteria, even fungi, and the animal kingdom, us in this case. And there is talk between the two. And it's actually exciting to know they're there. I mean, we didn't even know they were there until a few years ago. It's so exciting. And everything you talk about, <clears throat> the reason I say it's so hopeful, because what you're learning is, you know, the root of all of these autoimmune diseases that have popped up in the last 30 years that were extremely rare, if not unknown altogether, before that, um, kind of stem in the health of our gut and specifically our gut lining, which is made up of this bacteria and reliant on this healthy communication system between our human cells and immune cells and everything. And, and so it's just, it's fascinating because I just love, I always love the micro and macro of it all. And to know that we are uh, human beings, we do not do well in isolation. We are meant to be in community villages that um, you know, help each other raise the kids and hunt and gather together and, and commune and, you know, family units that have healthy communication, you know, isolation, we die. So it's just so in interesting um, to talk about how important we, we need to live in symbiosis with nature and, 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 you know, there's trillions in our, in our gut that, you know, dictate our health, our mental health, our physical health. Um, so why don't you talk a little bit about leaky gut as what it is and, and, and what kind of things you've, you've discovered that it leads to, which is, is wild, even heart disease, which we would have never made that association before. Right. You know, what, one of the interesting things is that, you know, Hippocrates said all disease comes from the gut. I think what he probably would have said if he knew what he knows now, we know now is that all disease comes from the leaky gut. And you're right, autoimmune disease. When I was in medical school, um, we had tests to diagnose autoimmune diseases like Hashimoto's, thyroiditis, or lupus, uh, or rheumatoid arthritis. But it was so rare that when we ordered these tests, they were called funny tests. Literally, they were called funny tests. Let's order the funny tests because these things were so rare that, you know, you ran out of everything else and say, ah, let's order the funny test and maybe one of them will be positive. Now, I mean, almost every commercial on TV uh, throughout the day and night is all these happy people with an autoimmune disease who are on a sailboat or dancing or whatever and they're on biologic drugs. They're on transplant drugs, which I used as a transplant surgeon. And look at how happy they are. And it's like when I, and 80% of my practice now is autoimmune disease. And when they come in on these drugs and they, they obviously want to get off these drugs, I said, look, I didn't do a heart transplant on you. What the heck are you doing on a transplant drug? And it's, it's, yeah, what the heck are you doing on a transplant drug? So you're right, it's an epidemic. And what's interesting, and I've written about this before, but particularly in gut check, every human being with an autoimmune disease has leaky gut. Now, 
like you got is not pseudoscience. Like I write and got checked. You'd ask me 15, 20 years ago, I would have went, eh, it's kind of pseudoscience. But thanks to work like uh, Alessio Fasano, who's a professor now at Harvard, we know how leaky gut happens. We can measure the degree of leaky gut. We can find the culprits in leaky gut. And the good news is when we teach people to get certain foods out of their diet, we can measure leaky gut going away. In fact, just before we came on, I was with a patient who uh, used to have two markers for lupus uh, a year ago. She's and had wide open leaky gut. And uh, after six months, her two markers for lupus are gone. And her leaky gut, it's not all the way healed, but tremendous pro progress that we can see. She can see it. And uh, it's like, wow. I mean, I just, you know, I just have to eat certain things and avoid certain things. And my green life force energy will fix it. And yeah, that's exactly right. So that's what's so exciting that there, you know, there is a fix and that's what gut checks all about. And last you, you mentioned, um, uh, I'm among other things, a pediatric heart transplant surgeon. I don't do it anymore, but that was my career. And one of the things we noticed, uh, early on in these children was that they began to get, as they got older, they got coronary artery disease. They got plaque on the inside of their blood vessels. And uh, this plaque was kind of diffuse all along the blood vessels. In the good old days, people would develop a, a blockage and it was easy to fix. We could jump past with a bypass or put a stent in. Nowadays, most people who develop heart disease have just plaque all the way along. And we noticed, I noticed, that it looked just like these kids who were getting plaque all the way along. And that's because the blood vessel of the new heart is foreign and the immune system, even though we do a good job with transplant drugs, is still seeing this foreign surface every day and was gradually attacking it. And so now when we see patients with this diffuse coronary artery disease, you go, wait a minute, that looks like something's attacking the wall of the blood vessel. And sure enough, uh, there's increasing evidence that I talk about in gut check, that this is an autoimmune disease, uh, coronary artery disease, and it's coming from the same process of leaky gut. And it's fixable. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. Is is just on that note is so you in a transplant you use the immunosuppressing drugs so that the you know your body does not reject this foreign organ Correct. and so you suppress the immune system so that but then obviously you can't continually suppress the immune system so at some point like have you guys cracked the code on how you know this plaque doesn't build and your your body can can eventually you know fully accept and, and integrate this organ or is it just something we have to manage after. Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, my my partner, uh, Leonard Bailey, who 
uh, is recently uh, deceased, believed uh, with some good belief system that the earlier we got a new heart into a baby uh, within the first days of life, that there was hope that that baby would say, oh, you know, that heart's been around for most of my life and it doesn't look as foreign as if we put it in when they were you know, 10 or 20. Uh, and yes, uh, we now, we have some of these kids who are now in their 20s and early 30s who are actually not on a lot of immunosuppression, which is, uh, which is encouraging that maybe we were right. But yeah, you never get to a point where you, you can back off completely um, yet. How's yeah. that? Yeah, exactly. You know, I love, obviously, you know, as a pediatric cardiothoracic surgeon, that's like some high pressure stuff. So I commend you for your work, but I love that you were so humble in your book as you know, you just, you were like, look, I know so much more than just I did when I wrote, wrote the plant paradox, you know, and when I wrote the plant paradox and discovered that I realized I was wrong about a lot of things in medical school or whatever it was. It's so right. The constantly, you know, we're learning and evolving and, and our awareness is expanding. Um, so I just, I love how you're humble and in, in, in acknowledging that and knowing like <clears throat> we're learning everything new, you know, so much new every day. But I do, it's the, like, I get so frustrated with these pharmaceutical commercials and, and I'm not anti-drug. They all have a place, especially, you know, bridging acute situations. Right. Um, but I love just just again, bringing awareness to the audience that at the root of these autoimmune diseases is leaky gut, which means that um, even something like brock pieces of broccoli leak into the blood system, your bloodstream, and then your immune system sees it as a foreign object and you develop a sensitivity to something that's normally really healthy. So, um, and what, you know, so when you are presenting with psoriasis and lupus and IBS and all these things that really have the root in leaky gut. And you're just treating the symptom by suppressing your immune system. Like, I just want everybody to realize like long-term, that is not a good idea to suppress your immune system. And, and so to find doctors like you who know how to test for leaky gut and then know how to put you on the gut check program so that you can heal from the inside out, because honestly, these, it's just not the answer. And you know, we're talking about the health of our microbiome as the base of our health. And, and is it true that pharmaceutical drugs are going to maybe help in one area, but then throw off the, the, you know, not symbiosis of, of your gut ultimately, you know, right. Yeah. And, you know, and I talk about that, uh, in the book, we, we for instance, uh, it's no surprise to anybody that we have an epidemic of depression and anxiety in in our country. And there's lots of reasons we can talk about why that might be. But one of the interesting things is we know that uh, antidepressants, which are serotonin reuptake inhibitors, SSRIs, work by actually changing the gut microbiome to produce more if you will, anti-anxiety and anti-depressant communication systems, chemicals, if you will, that uh, actually is how they work. And we can actually take 
uh, germ-free mice and give them the poop of depressed mice and they will get depressed and it's like wait a minute these little one cell organisms are in charge of so much that we think our big you know smart brain should be in charge of but in fact it all everything kind of comes down to the microbiome uh, our gut buddies yeah and 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 that biodiversity and richness and and you talk about in your book how you can literally pinpoint for certain diseases there's a lack of a you know culture of bacteria yep um, or there's an overabundance of one that's not supposed to be overabundant and so it really is that balance and and you know it's our our environments have become so laden with chemicals because of glyphosate and pesticides and you know these antibiotics these <laughs> things that are killing not only the bugs on the plant, but our the bugs in our gut, you know? Correct. Um, and so, but again, the hopeful thing is to, that you've come up with a program and, you know, and then you can support it with all of the correct blood tests to, so you know what's going on and you know how to treat it and fix leaky gut is, do you believe that there's, you, you mentioned MS a few times in your book. Is there anything that you feel can't be healed through healing the gut? So, well, so far, so good. Um, again, I think most, most things are fixable. Now, there are some people that are way down the line in cancer. There are some people that are way down the line in Alzheimer's dementia that even my friend uh, Dale Bredesen, who wrote The End of Alzheimer's, would, would, would say, we, we missed our window of opportunity. Uh, but it's, it's really striking to me that if you get there um, before it's too late, um, that just about everything can, can turn around. It's, it's, it's not a, I, I see patients six days a week. And literally, and the seventh day, I'm at Gundry MD, my supplement and food company. So I, I work every day, Saturdays and Sunday. I see patients, and it's like, oh, what the heck? What kind of idiot are you? You know, I'm in my seventies, and I need to do that. Well, I do need to do that because I, I literally get to see miracles every day, um, and. Some of those miracles are just, I mean, now I know they're not miracles. It's this green life force energy. It's so hokey. Um, that, <laughs> I love it. I love that, that's it. taken over. The man. Yeah. yeah it, you know, he knew this. And we're, I guess we're just catching up with uh, what he knew. But yeah, so. It, I love it. it. Yeah. You, you're so passionate in your book. And you're just like, I do work six, seven days a week because so much can be done. Um, you mentioned cancer, obviously cancer is running rampant, has been for many years, but seems to be exponentially just growing every year. Um, you talk about obviously how there's a, a clear correlation between health and, you know, dysbiosis of the gut and cancer. And also you go even deeper and say, you know, there's tests you can do to 
based on the balance of your gut and what's going on in there, you can determine which course of cancer treatment is going to be the most effective for you. Or there's things that you could do to support your guts to make the cancer treatment more. We touch on that because I feel like so many people are diagnosed with cancer and there's so much fear around it. They just get on this like, you know, uh, conveyor belt of, of speed of just right into chemo and radiation. Um, but can you talk about just maybe the pause and the testing and the support they should be doing with treatment if you can? Well, yeah. One of the interesting things that I talk about in gut check is there are specific cancer, um, microbiomes. There is a breast cancer microbiome. There's a pancreatic cancer microbiome. There's a lung cancer microbiome. And now nobody's quite sure, is this a cause and effect? Did these, did this set of microbes cause the cancer? Are they there as innocent bystanders? Are they promoting the cancer? Uh, but like you alluded to, we know that uh, particularly, I mean, there are some very interesting biologic uh, anti-cancer drugs, which uh, immunotherapies, which are very promising. But sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. And there's now evidence that manipulating the microbiome sometimes with targeted antibiotics can make someone who wasn't responsive to one of these new biologics suddenly responsive just by changing the mixture of microbes and in fact one of one of my patient's family members um just experienced this was had lung cancer that was absolutely unresponsive to these new agents and they looked at this patient's microbiome and said hmm there's some you know interesting bugs here and let's try targeted antibiotic therapy and let's try again. And lo and behold, went from absolutely no response to these, these the tumor is shrinking like anything wow. just by targeting. Uh, didn't have enough gut buddies is the nice way of putting it. Yeah. So, I mean, who could have imagined really that changing the microbiome could make chemotherapeutic agent work um and don't get me wrong i have nothing against chemotherapy and and radiation therapy but i think we're we're neglecting that other piece that uh, really should not be neglected yes if you know me, you know that I've been using clean products for decades, but with skincare and cosmetics, I've often had to settle for mostly clean because the pure organic products are just not as effective. But I'm happy to report that semi-clean skincare is a thing of the past because I've discovered Purity Woods. Purity Woods' mission is to provide people with the cleanest and most effective healthy aging and longevity products out there. All of their products are USDA certified organic, non-GMO, free of anything toxic or artificial, and of course, cruelty-free and never tested on animals. They're 
age-defying dream cream is a game changer. Its powerful formula contains revolutionary maple leaf extracts, plus over 25 unique and potent ingredients that help eliminate fine lines, wrinkles, age spots, and uneven skin tone. Maple leaves contain anti-inflammatory antioxidants and hydrating properties, which can help soothe irritated or inflamed skin while also plumping, brightening, and nourishing it. Turn back time on the appearance of your skin with Purity Woods Age-Defying Dream Cream. Purity Woods is currently offering 17% off site-wide, but we have an additional 10% discount for our listeners for a total savings of 27%. Go to puritywoods.com heal or enter code heal at checkout for an additional 10% off your first order. That's P-U-R-I-T-Y-W-O-O-D-S.com and enter code H-E-A-L for a total of 20% off your first order. Funny story, right before I was set to record this ad, I was looking through my work tote because I was feeling a little dehydrated, and I thought to myself, I could use some electrolytes right now. Well, nothing in my tote because I had just cleaned it out, so I checked my purse. At the bottom of my purse was a hydration pouch from Needed, and I cracked a smile, smirking how the universe has the most brilliant sense of humor. The little pouch of electrolytes was exactly what I needed. Started by two mothers who are also nutritionists, Needed offers radically better nutrition for mothers and women everywhere. From fertility and conception to pregnancy, postnatal, and beyond. They even have supplements for male fertility. Needed is recommended and used by more than 4,000 women's health experts, from nutritionists to midwives, functional medicine doctors, and OBGYNs. I wish I had Needed five years ago when I was pregnant with my daughter, but I have it now, and I'm grateful for Needed supplements like egg quality support, CoQ10, and prenatal omega 3 so I can stay healthy and fertile for as long as possible. Head over to thisisneeded.com and use code HEAL for 20% off your first month of Needed products. That's thisisneeded.com and use code H-E-A-L for 20% off your first month of Needed products. So let's then pivot over to antibiotics because I love that you mentioned back in the day when there was there was really targeted antibiotics and then they got this broad, broad spectrum antibiotics and, and that, I think, the overuse of antibiotics um, is leading to a lot of these <clears throat> leaky gut and autoimmune conditions because we've killed off, you know, we, it's just a go-to, even if it's like a viral thing, people are taking yep. it. It's like not. <laughs> so, um, for those of us, I, I guess, talk about antibiotics and, you know, kind of what you would advise around those. Um, obviously if you have an infection, like you're not going to not take an antibiotic, but is there something that we can do to offset the, damage done on the, on the gut buddies or are there, you know, should we be asking for more of a specific targeted, you know, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. First of all, we have, we have to realize that almost all of our sore throats, coughs, runny noses uh, are caused by viruses and antibiotics do not treat viruses. Now, uh, I'll tell you an interesting story from medical school back in the dark ages. I We would rotate through a pediatrician's office and uh, all the little kids, of course, would come in with a runny nose and a, and a sore throat and they'd take a swab looking for strep throat and strep throat's you know bad and it should be looked for. But then the the mother would be sent home with an antibiotic and a decongestant. And I would turn to the pediatrician. I'd say, well, wait a minute. You just took the swab. Aren't you going to wait for, you know, 48 hours to find out if this is, you know, strep throat, beta hemolytic strep? And he said, no, 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 Sonny, don't. Look, 
the mother needs something to do. Um, and the kid will get better no matter what, I promise. But I got to give her something to do. And this is something for mom to do. Right. And I said, but but you know that, you know, that's not right. I was naive. And he says, if I don't give it to her, then my competitor, you know, in the office next door will be happy to give it to her. And that was a real eye opener to me that this is, you know, this is in a way a business. And you're right. One of the things I actually was a medical student when broad spectrum antibiotics were first introduced in the middle of the 70s. And they were miraculous because before we had to figure out, well, what was the bug that was causing it? We had to culture and a lot of times it wouldn't culture, wouldn't grow. Uh, but when broad spectrum, we literally, you know, is carpet bombing, um, cluster bombs, napalm. And you just threw this antibiotic and, and we didn't have to work in a way. And it was really miraculous. Now, we didn't know because we didn't even know these guys were there that it also killed off our entire microbiome. And um, so that's that. Now, number two, almost simultaneously, it was discovered that if you gave animals uh, broad spectrum antibiotics, that they would grow fatter and faster, seriously. And it changed their microbiome. And so it became routine to give animals antibiotics, broad spectrum antibiotics. Little did we know that those antibiotics would be in the flesh of these animals. And so when we ate the flesh, we would get a dose of antibiotics. And in fact, 70% of all antibiotics in this country are given to animals. And recently you saw a new study by, I think, the Environmental Working Group that almost all of the fast food that we eat in this country has veterinary antibiotics uh, in that burger or that chicken, even though it's illegal to give antibiotics to chickens. Um, there's a loophole that is used that we could talk about, but, and a hundred percent of all these foods have Roundup, have glyphosate in them. So we're just, and glyphosate was patented by Monsanto as an antibiotic. It was not patented as a weed killer. And so it's like, holy cow, we just, we decimated our microbiome. So the, the point is, please, 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 if you got a runny nose, a sore throat, a cough, it's a virus, please don't take antibiotics. Um, I was, you know, a pediatric heart surgeon and I got, you know, bug of the week in, my, in our children's mm -hmm. hospital and that's an occupational hazard. And I, you know, I was eating, you know, Cipro for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and you know, whatever, whatever antibiotic to jur, and I, you know, my poor microbiome was gone. <laughs> so don't do that. Um, but look, you're here now, and it's exactly right. It's I, it's totally repairable. Yeah, I, it's it's a shock to me that I'm healthy today because. I grew up, I was a very picky eater and I was on the road a lot. And so, I mean, I, I grew up on McDonald's and Kraft macaroni and cheese. And oh, yeah. Of course, a fun processed 
food. Um, but like you said, you can switch it. You can, you can heal your leaky gut and your microbiome. Yeah, it's uh, fixable. Uh, that's the exciting news. It, it, it literally is fixable. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's really fun to, to watch it. I'll give you another funny story and that funny and heartwarming story. Uh, usually in my office, my uh, PA sees the patient for the first visit. And then I see the, the patient usually in, in six months or three months, depending. And so um, I've, I've read the previous note and I have the new labs and saw a woman in her mid fifties and I introduced myself and I said, now just tell me a little bit about yourself. And she said, well, I'm here because I have Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And I'd seen her labs from before and she did have markers for Hashimoto's and her new labs, she's negative for Hashimoto's thyroiditis. She doesn't have any antibodies against her thyroid. So I said, well, you don't have Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And she says, great now you know what a quack and i said well yeah you used to have hashimoto's but you don't anymore and she's what and you know i show her the labs and she just bursts into tears and you know gives me a big hug and i said well that's that's why we do this that's why you're here you, you don't have it anymore but i i was told i always have it and yeah you know i have to take you know blah 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 so yeah it's, I mean, it's just I really it. exciting yeah, you're so funny. You, um, that's a that's a that's a good one. Um, so, like for people listening that have you know psoriasis, eczema, mm -hmm. all of these mm -hmm. things that are so common now, um, you know what your your restorative medicine. I mean, we need to be seeing functional medicine doctors or integrative medicine. Like, who should these people be seeking out? That, but not everybody might know the right blood tests to take like so what what would your advice be to guide someone to the right practitioner that can lead them to the promised land or to just get follow the gut check <laughs> well it's interesting uh about 90 percent of people who uh, follow the plant paradox or gut check which is the new improved plant paradox plant paradox 2.0 uh resolve their issue their uh issue their gut issue their autoimmune issue it's, it's really actually quite remarkable Wow. But you're right. Uh, a lot of my patients are are females who have been to five, six, eight different places um, looking for someone to, number one, believe them. Um, and most of the time, the traditional tests that docs will do, uh, they won't find anything. And they'll toss it off. Oh, you know, it's all in your head. Your blood work is great. You know, go away. Or, or here, here's an antidepressant. Uh, or you're just, you're just wacko. And it's not true. Um, I have a wife and two daughters and female dogs. And, you know, you guys need to be heard. And you got to keep looking for someone who will actually take your complaints seriously. And that's that's where you start. Um, so there you go. Um, yeah. But and, it, yeah. Uh, MS again. Uh, yeah. You mentioned it a couple of times. Can you tell us some hopeful stories about resolving MS? How long did it take? Was it just all about leaky gut? Because I know people personally that are struggling with it. And, and I, I believe there's so much 
more you can do than, you know, just yes. resigning to taking a pill for the rest of your life and, and this degenerative, you know, fate that is just so depressing. No, it's, it's you know, it's very, very fixable. Uh, Terry Walls is a, is a friend, good friend of mine who's a good example of how she, you know, reversed her MS. Uh, I do see a lot of MS patients. Uh, one story I told in The Plant Paradox that in a way got a bit of flack, but uh, I like to tell the story. She's a young woman in Santa Barbara, where my other clinic is, and I, I knew her uh, her parents, and she had, her MS was, was fairly early on. Uh, she would have, her left arm would be numb and her left face would be numb. And it was MS, she had lesions in her brain. And so we put her on the program and this resolved and her lesions went away. And then, I don't know, a couple of years into this, uh, she calls me up because uh, I know her family. And she said, uh, my my left arm is numb today and my face is numb. And I'm, I go, what did you do? And she said, well, you know, I went out and, you know, I was drinking and I had some pizza and, you know, and I said, well, what did you expect was going to happen? And she said, well, I got to have a life. want to live. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, great. Have a life in a wheelchair. And people go, man, you are cruel. You are mean. You are insensitive. Well, that snapped her. And she's never looked back she's happily married had a child did not you know did not exacerbate the pregnancy or after the pregnancy and it's you gotta it, it, it's work it's clearly work one of the things that has been impressive to me that i write about in gut check is there's a class of lectins and for those listening lectins are part of the plant defense system against being eaten. Uh, plants do not want to be eaten. They have a life and they want their babies, their seeds not to be eaten uh, in most cases. So they produce these compounds that are really good at producing leaky gut. And they're really good at producing injuries to nerves. Um, insects were the first plant predator. And the, the idea was to paralyze an insect. So there's a class of lectins that are called aquaporins, water pores. And these aquaporins are also in us. We have them in the wall of our gut. We have them in our blood-brain barrier. And we have them in our myelin sheath, which is what is attacked in MS. And interestingly enough, there is, and I've delayed writing about this because I, People think I'm crazy anyhow, but there's an aquaporin in spinach. And a number of my MS patients have antibodies to the spinach aquaporin. And a lot of them are big spinach eaters. Uh, most people don't have antibodies to spinach aquaporins, but it's, re it's remarkable to me that a lot of my patients, once we take spinach out of their diet who have MS, uh, we make uh, a lot of progress. Same way with people with irritable bladders. Uh, same sort of thing. Spinach. Yeah, spinach. Spinach. Interesting. 
So sorry, folks. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, that's like when I first read Plant Paradox, I it like made a lot of sense, but then I was very resistant. I was like, like I can't eat a tomato seed. Like this is from nature. We are like a tomato off the vine in your garden. There's nothing better, you know? So, and then as you talk about um, oats, you know, we were told for so long that eating oatmeal lowers cholesterol. And so there's just this, and then I think there's a list in the back that say, you know, maybe a food to avoid a bananas and lemons. I'm like, these are like, yeah. these are staples yeah. in my home. Like what? Can you like? Yeah. So, you know, we do a lot of food sensitivity tests uh, on our people with leaky gut because a lot of times, surprisingly, if you have gaps in the wall of your gut, then potentially undigested food particles that you eat a lot of can go through the wall of your gut and your immune system, uh, your white blood cells, 80% of your white blood cells are lining your gut. And they go, wait a minute, let's use broccoli, for example. That's, that's a piece of broccoli. I've never seen a piece of broccoli. That's foreign. I've never seen it. And I'm going to make an antibody to it. So I remember it. And if I ever see it again, I'm going to cause inflammation and attack it. And so we test 100, 200 different foods that people eat. And in the, in the back of the book, I kind of list the top 12 that show up over and over and over again in people. And a lot of them surprise me a lot of them surprise my patients like you mentioned lemons uh, lemons are a mischief maker now you can have a lime and you'll be fine uh almond flour even blanched almond flour shows up a lot on my autoimmune patients bananas they're a tropical fruit we were never exposed to bananas and besides the ripe bananas pure sugar but it shows up all the time one of the other ones that shocked me was ginger Ginger is supposed to be gut healing, and yet lots of people have antibodies to ginger, and that was another big surprise to me. But if you heal your leaky gut and those things I'm, in the gut, and then there's no need for antibodies, can they become a healthy food again for you? Yeah, that's exactly right. A lot of times, the the carrot on the stick that I hold out for people is look, let's get these things out of your diet. I know you miss them, but let's heal your leaky gut. We'll know when it's healed or getting close. And then let's retest you for your antibodies to this. And it's actually exciting to see that we can give these foods back because your immune system can be retrained. They can, they can forget how much they hated lemons for that matter <laughs> bananas uh, and bananas I, yeah that's what i was reading what do we put in our smoothies no hey moms and dads out there did you know 93 percent of kids don't eat enough fruits and vegetables that's staggering but also i know firsthand how hard it is to get the good stuff in the belly of a picky eater that's why i'm grateful i found haya the pediatrician approved super powered chewable vitamin for kids their multivitamin is made from a blend of 12 farm fresh fruits and veggies and supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals that help support a healthy immune system energy levels brain function mood teeth bones and more haya 
supplements are made with zero sugar and zero gummy junk, yet they taste great and are perfect for picky eaters. They have a kid's multivitamin, a probiotic, and the new bedtime essentials, which helps with brain health, calm, and focus, and helps your child relax before bed and wake up refreshed. My daughter loves Haya because her vitamins come in cute reusable glass jars with stickers so she can decorate. And then every month, Haya sends a no-plastic refill pouch of fresh vitamins, so they love the planet as much as we do. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com heal. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash H-E-A-L and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. As I was reading, um, you know, when you talk about the blue zones and how, you know, perhaps Dan Butner, I don't know how you say his last name, um, yeah. potentially was biased because he was vegetarian vegan and he was going to these locations that there was heavy vegetarianism. Um, and, you know, where does meat come in? I, I thought of the blood type diet because I am. So I just want to I want your opinion, maybe talk a little bit about your discoveries with meat and red meat, because there's again, there's so much conflicting information out there. Um, but for me personally, I'm very, you know, I learned about bio individuality and and the blood type diet really resonated with me because I've tried to be vegetarian multiple times and probably haven't done it well because, uh, you know, I was eating probably processed foods in my 20s when I tried to be, but I was so tired. I was so, you know, like fatigued and I'm O blood type. And I just, you know, I eat very clean sources of red meat, organic, you know, all that anti, you know, no yeah. antibiotics, all that stuff, grass fed. Um, and I don't eat a ton of it. But I, I feel like I do a lot better. And so there's times when my body really like tells me it needs it. So I'd love for your, you know, just like to hear you talk about that for people because, and I don't eat a lot of chicken, you know, and if I do, it's not going to be the bones and all the, the stuff that's like actually helpful <laughs> for you. So I don't know. Talk to us about meat and that whole paradox. Yeah. The, uh, well, the blood type diet was actually an anti-lectin diet. Um, Dr. D'Amato uh, based all of his recommendations on avoiding lectins, but uh, until the plant paradox, avoiding lectins, I guess, wasn't sexy. And so he, he based it on blood type. Now, it's true that um, certain blood types, particularly type A, uh, we test blood types by mixing lectins into your blood and see what agglutinates and stick together. Now, lectins are really good at making blood cells stick together. And that's how we test blood type. And uh, lectins were discovered back in the late 1800s for this purpose. So what he found was type O's are the most common. And so uh, telling people that you know you're a you're a hunter and you should be eating meat uh, resonates uh, certainly resonated with Dr. Adkins, but uh, in terms of a blood type that correlates with eating you know, meat or chicken, that part um, he was really brilliant about lectins, but that uh, that yeah. the blood type doesn't have anything to do with. Uh, whether you're a meat eater or not. Now, uh, in the book, I bring a whole lot of new information to choices of animal products. Um, 
And just to preface this, I have no I have no dog in this fight. I was raised in Omaha, Nebraska. Nebraska is the beef state. Um, but in the plant paradox, I talked about this uh, sugar molecule that is in beef, lamb, and pork, and is also in milk, called New 5GC. And we have a sugar molecule in us called New 5AC. It's also present in chicken and fish and shellfish. We, when we eat beef, lamb, or pork, or drink milk, we make antibodies to new 5GC. New 5GC and new 5AC are identical molecules except for one molecule of oxygen. They're otherwise indistinguishable. And yet we actively make antibodies to this sugar molecule. Well, so what? Well, we've known for many, many years that there is a strong association between meat eating and heart disease, cancer, diabetes, arthritis, dementia, strong association. Now, association does not mean causation. I'm the first to agree with that. So the new information is the lining of our gut wall, the lining of our blood vessels have a lining of sugar molecules called the glycocalyx. And those sugar molecules in us are new 5AC. They're also in our blood-brain barrier. They're also lining our joints. Now, what's the new exciting research is the more new 5GC-containing foods we eat, the more those new 5AC sugar molecules are replaced by new 5GC in the lining of our gut, in the lining of our blood vessels, in our blood-brain barrier, and in our joints. And we actively attack new 5GC as a foreign substance. And if you get new 5GC into your brain, it produces neuroinflammation. Not exactly what you want. And cancer cells, human cancer cells, use new 5GC to produce local inflammation and attract macrophages to actually inflame that area, which lowers oxygen tension, and the cancer cells love it. They can't make new 5GC, so a new 5GC had to be acquired from the diet. Oh my, so it's no longer guilt by association. It is now guilt by causation. And we know the mechanism. And you know, all you grass-fed, grass-finished beef people, don't, don't shoot the messenger. Now, what can you do about it? Here's the exciting news. There's always a workaround. Thank you, thank you. One of the things that impressed me about looking at blue zones is that most of these people are sheep and goat herders, and they eat a lot of yogurts and a lot of cheeses. And believe it or not, fermentation by bacteria, the bacteria eat the new 5GC. 
so there's no new 5GC in yogurts. There's no new 5GC in aged cheeses like Parmesan cheese, like Pecorino. Uh, it's gone. It's been eaten. And here's the best part. If you traditionally ferment meat, and believe it or not, all meat was fermented way back when because there was no way to store it. So you ground it up into sausages or you uh, rubbed it with salt and you fermented all the new 5GC. So a traditional salami from Italy has no new 5GC. Prosciutto has no new 5GC. So there's a way of having your steak and eating it too. <laughs> Finally, here's the other good news. The less new 5GC containing foods you eat, and the more new 5AC containing foods you eat, the new 5GC is displaced from these various substances. Now you say, well, then I'm just going to eat chicken. Not so fast, like I talk about in the book. Our chickens have basically been fed corn and soybeans, and they are a giant omega-6 inflammatory bomb. They're, a chicken is basically an ear of corn with feathers. <laughs> that's what they are. And you can find really good pasture-raised chicken. I talk about one in the book, um, Farmer Dan from Texas, who raises lectin-like chicken. And so you can do that. But you're better off with wild shellfish, wild fish uh, as, a, as a source. So, yeah, you so just uh, has, have a charcuterie charcuterie board and you'll be fine and have some aged cheeses you'll be fine oh that's when i got to that section in the book i was like oh praise <laughs> lord i can eat cheese because I, I i mostly eat you know i'm just i know it's addictive and everything but i i get imported cheese from european you know yep. cows yep. or whatever. yeah yeah exactly better and i can't give it up so you gave me where you took away my dreams with bananas lemons and meat i uh I got my cheese back. So that's good. Um, bread, just, you know, we have a few minutes left. You know, I, I know a lot of people, I mean, obviously we know that our wheat is just blasted with glyphosate and all sorts of yes. GMO things that shorten the stocks and yep. lectin, lectin mania over there with wheat. Um, but what about like sourdough with a sourdough starter? Is that, I, we've heard that that's simple ingredients. Can our bodies digest so that better? Uh, not in the United States, because you, if you start with something that's contaminated with glyphosate and other herbicides, all the sourdough starters in the world is not going to fix the problem. Um, and I see that all the time with my patients. The, on the other hand, if you go over to Europe, remarkably, uh, most of my patients who we've resolved an autoimmune disease can eat those breads or those sourdoughs or you know those pasta and they don't react and they're you know they, they go oh dr gundry cured me i can have all this stuff and they come back and they have our sourdough bread as an example and within weeks their symptoms return and within weeks we see that their leaky gut is back and they go what the heck are you cured me i didn't cure you of glyphosate exposure glyphosate is is the great destroyer of, of everything that potentially could be fixed with fermentation. 
So be, be careful. Okay. Sorry. And then, you know, you mentioned other things that kill the gut. And I, I don't know if I got, you mentioned alcohol, obviously like some, re, some red wine in moderation can. Yeah. And I believe in it, champagne. There's several papers that my wife keeps reminding me about <laughs> that uh, champagne is actually good for vascular health in women. And fun fact, vintage champagne, which uh, the alcohol is in contact with the lees for five to eight years, is actually even better for you than plain old everyday champagne. Uh, unfortunately, Prosecco is not aged that way, so that doesn't count. But yeah, so don't be afraid of a glass of champagne uh, for New Year's. So there you go. Okay, great. And what about um, stress? Can someone is I know a stress you know really kills the microbiome too. I, I've I've heard. Uh, yes. Does that factor in in your gut check program, or can you just resolve most with supplements and nutrition? So stress can absolutely cause leaky gut. Uh, we've seen it in our patients a lot number of patients, particularly females, with uh, an autoimmune disease can tell you literally the day it started. And it was often a stressful event, whether a death of a spouse, a death of a mother or father, an unexpected a sudden divorce, um, the loss of job. And they they can you know tell you three days later, you know, I started my bowels changed and I got kind of IBS and then my psoriasis, psoriasis patch popped up or I was diagnosed with Crohn's or something. Yeah, so that's very true. And there, not only does the gut influence the brain, but the brain influences the gut. So. Awesome. And then um, last, like, there's so many probiotics out there. Uh, is, and you have products, so I'm sure you can talk about what's effective, but, you know, is it effective to take an oral pro pro probiotic or is it killed in the stomach acid? Like what's the best way to, you know? Yeah, most of them are killed by stomach acid. Um, there are ways to get them past stomach acid that, that we and others use. You can use spore forming bacteria. You can have a non-digestible capsule that releases in where it's supposed to be. But as I talk about in, in the book, um, dead men tell no tales, but dead bacteria do. And dead bacteria actually carry huge amounts of information that we're now only beginning to decipher uh, the code on these dead bacteria. So don't don't be afraid. Don't you don't have to look for active yogurt cultures. Don't don't worry about that. You dead bacteria will do a lot of good things for you. And I go into in, in the book on how that happens. Awesome. Well, guys, I'm telling you, the book's got the answers. And uh, thank you, Dr. Gundry, for your work and for, you know, bringing this book and, and, and healing to so many people, because I feel like it just through food and awareness, you know, we can do so much to heal our foundation of health with Hippocrates knew about back in the day you know, that, that gut and uh, green energy. Yes. Right. Well, thanks Kelly. Yeah. You know, it, the, you can take back your health. Um, everybody wants you to believe that um, you're going to need six or seven drugs by the time you 
reach 60 and the average 60 year old is on about six or seven drugs and that's crazy um these super centarians that i go visit they're not any on any drugs uh it's like what uh they're you know they're not on age reducers or whatever that means it's uh yeah they're they're doing great the natural way the natural way yeah thanks thank you so much yep I totally agree with you and I appreciate you uh, making it possible and bringing it into the hands of, of all of our listeners. So thanks for having me. Yeah. We'll see you soon. And everybody go out and get gut check January 9th. Get all your right. gut check. Get your gut checked <laughs> and your health whole. All there right. you go. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Heal Podcast. Be sure to tune in every Thursday for more empowering wisdom and inspiring healing stories. And make sure you hit the follow button on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss that one episode that holds the answer you've been searching for. And please rate and review us so that we can grow and reach more people. Thanks so much and be well. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.